Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Chat with Shell Griggs. I'm your host, Shell, and we have a little bit of a topic, so I'll just read something and I'll give you the basics of it. It's a 19 year old person asking for advice. They've been married for six months already in their marriage, they've been cheated on by their husband. Um, and they are reluctant to go back to their family because their family told them that what they were doing there, their marriage is a mis- was a mistake and they were making a big mistake and they still did it anyways. And afterwards, they're feeling like they hate their, this woman is feeling like she hates her husband and she wants to go back home, but She's too prideful to go back home because she doesn't want to hear her family tell her, I told you so. So I hope that makes sense. 19 year old gets married, doesn't follow family's advice and turns out family was right. And so this will be let's chat. Admitting your mistakes. Um, So this is the thing. You're 19. I mean, imagine this, guys. You're 19. So if you're not 19 yet, you'll be there. And for those of us who are over that age, imagine this. You're 19. You get married. So marriage life is totally different than what you were expecting. Not only that, you get cheated on. And your family told you that it was going to happen. And you and your youthfulness, because there's a level of youthfulness and folly that we fall into at any age, decide that you hate the person you married and you want a divorce. That's not how relationships work. So I will I will be gentle with this because I'm taking into account youthfulness, but it also will be very um, direct as well. So there's a couple things that I find that stand out to me about that. Um, The 19 year old said that they went against their family's advice. And so there's a couple um, things there because coming from a big family I understand the value of family in a lot of people's lives like family becomes the center the epicenter where you get your love your appreciation your support I literally walk through so many periods of time where if I don't have the Holy Spirit constantly encourage me or God pushing me in a time where I need to be pushed I don't need to be amped up all the time but there are times where I walk through a period of time when it's just me and him me and Holy Spirit and there's a promise in our Bible that says that there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother so there are times where there's just me and his counsel and when when it's that way in my life I go off of my my what I know to be right on the inside right have I ever failed at this I can't think of a time right off top that I failed by just following the leading of my newborn spirit 
what I can say is there has been times when I have taken other people's advice that are outside of myself and outside of the the counsel of the Holy One. And when I did take their advice, um, there was a lot, you know, there was a lot going on. There was a lot at play. So when I took these people's advices or these people people's advice um and something went wrong a lot of times in my youthfulness I knew that it would end up badly it could it possibly could let's say that I I wouldn't do stupid things just to do stupid things and then um but when I did a lot of stupid stuff and I followed um other people's advice I understood that it could go horribly wrong um and if it did it was lucky for me because I would have someone to blame when things didn't go well. So I have met so many adults that refuse to be responsible for their own life. And they're not 19. They're beyond the age of this person, this lady writing this, um, this question. And the reason why um, I think that a lot of adults continue to be in the state where they don't hold themselves accountable for anything is because they live in a world where they set themselves up to always have someone to blame. So there's been people who have been in my life who stopped doing things that they said that they were passionate about because I told them something that was, you know, I felt was relevant to the situation at the time. And they took it way out of content and stop or take it way out of context and stop doing what they were doing it was an excuse for their laziness now I saw laziness in them when I'd be working working my tail off working two jobs um doing ministry and another job and you know um just doing full-time ministry work um in school that kind of thing they would be like on their laziness like for real they were coming out of their bag of laziness and I'd be like hey why don't you pursue this since this is something you're always talking about they wouldn't do it one wouldn't do it wouldn't do it and at one point I told them how I felt about you know something they did and so they took it they blew it way out of proportion and at first I felt really bad I'm like man I didn't mean it that way and then I realized this is the excuse that this person has been waiting for to abandon this because they're they have natural laziness in them they have a laziness in them that is not you know it's unmatched it's not like that person's gonna do anything with their life in that area now that you know um they no longer have me to blame because I put myself in a situation where they couldn't use me anymore as an excuse for why they didn't have that thing done. Like they literally would have to come face to face with the fact that they were not doing what they were supposed to do with that, that thing that they said they felt called to do. And so I took, when you take yourself out of the equation, it eliminates people's person to blame. And a lot of people don't like that because if they fail, they want to be able to blame someone else besides themselves. They don't want to have to say, um, 
hey, I messed up and, you know, I thought it was this and it's not. That is part of our humanity. We're going to fall short. There are going to be times where we don't know everything and we're going to get things wrong and we're going to make mistakes mistakes, and we're going to make uh, messes. And instead of us going to God and saying, yeah, Yahweh, Yahusha, I've made a mistake. I messed up badly and I need you to guide me and I need you to help me and clean me up and clean up my mess. A lot of us, we look for other people to blame. So first and foremost with this this 19 year old, they, they're doing the classic like shirking it off like, um, well, I married this person and it failed and my family said it would fail, but I don't want to go back to my family because I don't want to hear you here. I told you so. That is pride. Another part of that of pride, though, is admitting not ignoring red flags and marrying someone because you want to make a decision um, and you don't care what other people think. Marriage is a covenant. And I say this all the time and I see people enter into covenants lightly. They don't take that stuff seriously. And the crazy part is all the stuff that Jesus said adultery actually is. It's not the act alone. It's the very thought. It's the look after a woman and lusting in her heart. Your heart over her is adultery. And I think it's so interesting how our society will like ignore parts of the Bible that conveniently fit their lives so that they can, um, (laughs) so that they can continue with what they were doing. And I know this person who tried to come for me because of the shade of lipstick I wore. Um, But yet they had some stuff going on in their life. And I was just like, whoa, you know, you're trying to come for this, but then you're going through this. Like, okay, let's let's just focus on bettering ourselves in Christ. Let's not try to pick out what other people are doing. Um, and, and elevate ourselves because you're you're creeping over into the territory um, of just having someone else to to kind of like point to and say, look at you, look at you, you're messing up. So if you have family like this person's family, or if you are that family like this person's family, who would say, I told you so when someone makes a mistake, a lot of us just need to really mind our business. I think what would do us good as a country and as a people is if we mind our business. And what I mean by that is a friend of mine has this expression and she says, um, that's their business. And I used to be so upset because I am a fixer. When things are wrong, I always try to fix them. And that that means I'm going to be left hand holding the bag when things fall short. Because the wake-up call is, show you're not God. You're not Yahweh. You're not Yahushua. You're not the all-knowing one. You cannot lead people and guide them into all truth. You can tell them your opinion or your advice if they ask for it. If they don't, unsolicited opinions and advice. And even if they ask for because a lot of people, what I found that even being the friend that people go to for advice... That is exhausting because a lot of people don't really want advice. They don't need you to say anything. That's why I've gotten so much more silent about stuff is because a lot of people don't need you. They don't want your advice. They want someone to co-sign the decisions that they've already made. 
So with this girl, um, it seems like that was the case. She just wanted her family to co-sign her decisions um, that she'd already made. And in that case, it puts you in an awkward position because you're either going to, one, just vehemently say, um, I don't like your your future spouse, and it's going to push a rebellious person into the arms of someone that they shouldn't marry, or it's going to cause you to go to another end where you see the red flags and you never even say anything. Um, and the perfect spot is to be somewhere in the middle where you know how to back out and mind your business and after you have said your piece, let it go, but at the same time, not go, um, not allow a person to enter into something like that uh, lightly and to not weigh out the consequences. Based off of the post itself, I think there was a little bit of both. We have a tendency when we think someone's making a mistake to be judgy. To be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do it that way. Because if you do it that way, it's all going to fall apart. And it's going to be like this. And and I think that that is good. And it has its purpose. And it has its place. But then there's a part of that that is no good. Um, and the part of that that's no good is when you're beating a dead horse. And I was so vehement, vehement about not allowing people to make crazy mistakes. And I remember one time I was talking to a friend. She's since passed, but she got so mad at me because she kept on telling me about a situation. And I was like, you know, I never wanted that to be me. And I just feel so bad for her. And she's like, okay, you've already said that enough. And she just had such an attitude with me. And I was like, wow, she totally mistook Uh, where I was coming from and so when I went through that I was like wow I realized how my good intention could be even it could be evil spoken of because this person didn't see my actions as good intentions this person saw my actions as hey I I hear I'm just gonna keep on you're just gonna keep on repeating the mistake and you're not offering grace in this situation the best thing for me to have done it was to be quiet and to tune out when that person kept telling me about the situation because in that situation it was totally fine for them to repeat the scenario over and over and over again but when I told that person how I felt about uh the situation then they they were like well that you don't have to repeat that and keep on repeating that so what I found and what I learned in that situation is that you quickly become the bad guy to people like the girl who wrote the post when you offer your advice even when people are asking for it when you offer your opinion even when people are asking for it so you got to learn how to be surgical you have to learn how to give people the truth and give it to them in a dose that they can handle it in if it's necessary and if it's not learn how to walk away mind your own business and let their business be their business and let them handle it however they want to handle it because the problem with a lot of us is that we we have a savior complex I had a huge savior complex and what I found is that when I thought I was saving people I was actually ruining them 
Like I was destroying them because they thought that and I became the bad guy. And that's why I'm so careful in what I say and who I say it to. If I feel like you're not a person that I can be honest with, I don't want to be your friend. Because I don't want to know you have a booger hanging in your nose. And I can't tell you because you're so super sensitive. But at the same time, I'm not out to destroy anybody. Um, when I say anything, even if it's constructive, I always try to choose tact and wisdom about what I say. And I also have a friend that's just like, say what you need to say. Why do you always go all the way around the block to get around the corner? And the reason why is because communication is key. How you communicate a thing can determine its effectiveness as well. So if you know a family member is going to marry someone and it's a covenant and it's going to be something that's going to be a mistake, you see the red flags, you see the signs, expressing what you see and you notice, but handling them as if they're totally capable of making a decision on their own because their decision will ultimately affect their lives and it's not going to affect yours your personal life like if one of my siblings or let's just push it out even you know if I made a decision to marry someone who was not good for myself ultimately that would affect me more than it would affect them because they're not minors I'm not they're not in my care they're adults and if they gave me advice and things like that uh I would prefer it to come from a place of like hey we know you're totally capable of making this decision but you know I saw some things that alarm me about this and just want to let you know this and that Uh, I don't think I would go so far as to tell a person that who they marry is a mistake because that is not because I don't think it it would be true in some cases but because it doesn't fit the criteria of something that's my business who you marry or who you end up with or who you you're friends with or something like that it doesn't affect me I I think that marriage is very important and so it's in a different vein but really who your friends are will shape some things in your life too and so I think we need to take that way more seriously than we do and I think we need to understand that the more we push for this like um it's like a moral high ground like you know I know that you know, I always hear from the the Holy Spirit and I know what's going on and all these things. The more we push that, that agenda of that moral high ground where there are somehow people who can hear from God about your life uh, and about theirs too. And they have all their ducks in the row. The, the more afraid people will be to admit when they have made mistakes. Um, and so going back to... Uh, taking away the pride and admitting when you made a mistake. Pride is one of those things that you literally need to be delivered from uh, because you're so not being upright in you and you being lifted up in pride are two things that can destroy a person. The Bible says pride comes before the fall comes right before a person falls and um 
this person married someone that they probably shouldn't have. We don't know though, because they, they are only six months in. And I noticed like, I work in a place where, you know, performance is, is key and things like that. And so if you judge your day based off how you start it and you start to let that affect you, whether it's good or bad, it will affect every single call and you'll be caught off guard when you don't do well because you're just expecting a great morning just like a great afternoon just like you had a great morning and a great evening um but that may not be the 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 truth of the matter the truth of the matter may be you may start out really bad and end out really well and then you might start out really you know great and then start to tank and what is responsible for that is things that are outside of your control. So if majority of the time, so losing that control and leaving it behind and saying, you know what, it's better for me if I, as a person, uh, don't try to control who someone else marries. Um, it puts you in a place where if that person does make a mistake, they can come back and say, hey, you know, I made a mistake. I married this person totally thinking they were going to be like this and they changed at one point of the relationship and they started to have an affair or something like that. That's different. But when you put yourself in a position where you're like, it has to be perfect. No one can make a mistake. You begin to create these pseudo versions, these false versions of who they should be so when they don't live up to that exp- explanation you can easily cover it up for example it's like a child who's not fully potty trained but when they tell you they went to the potty you're super you know you should respond very well like oh my gosh that's so great and then you know that they're not fully potty trained yet but you know they're working towards that and who would be the person to like ruin that like hey you know I know you've been working on the potty for two weeks but you're not fully potty trained and you know it it just wouldn't be good Um, because kids need and adults need affirmation they need to know that you care about them they need to know that you love them they need to know that you are um, there for them to help them Um, and I think the most intense parts of our lives it involves other people and um and admitting when you're wrong to other people that are kind of judging can be difficult but it's not impossible so in that situation I would never ever tell someone to divorce outside of reasons that are just you know morally uh, I would say a moral dilemma like there because Jesus said you commit adultery when you just put a woman away without you know there being some type of uh, sexual immorality there otherwise that's not a reason to divorce someone and Jesus said that not me um, so when a person has a problem with that they have a problem with the words of Jesus and that's just that's period Um, But admitting when you're wrong is not a bad thing, especially when you have a circle of people who welcome you. So I think the first part is the most important, and that's choosing a good 
friendship circle choosing people you can trust that will tell you the truth but not also not hate on you as well we can cross a line where we're just critical of other people um and it's not even it's not even helpful anymore it's not like hey you know you have booger and you know it's like look at how she chews like that's wrong look at you know the she's doing that or she wore that color and you know tearing someone down that's what that's the difference um so what i say is that um when we pursue relationships and when we're thinking about like our friends, our circle, our circle of influence, people who will be around us. We have to also consider people who know how how to tell us the truth and people who make us comfortable that kind of make it easier for us to admit mistakes. I think it's okay to make people feel comfortable to admit mistakes, not make them feel comfortable committing mistakes but make them feel comfortable when they have made a mistake where they can go back to you and say hey you know what you know remember when you told me about this situation well it didn't turn out the way I thought it would and I just want to let you know that thank you for that today I had a friend I have a friend and we were just telling her how we felt about her and I realized I don't tell her how I feel about her often. So majority of the time when we were interacting would be like a negative situation. So this woman probably thinks I hate her. And in reality, I love her and I respect her. But because I didn't say it very often, you know, she probably just thought it was a load of crap that I was saying. Because she didn't see that side of me. Because I didn't make a conscious effort to allow her to see that side of me uh, outside of conflict so it was just it was wonderful because every woman was pouring into her how they felt about her and it was just like um, it was an indestructible force really it was it was like a, a love wall that would that could not be penetrated by negativity now that you have let someone know that they are safe and they are com- they'll, they'll be more comfortable admitting mistakes. And if you're the person that is, in, you know, who needs to admit that you've made a mistake in your relationships, you have to bring yourself to a point where you don't care about what other people think. And by that, I mean that you don't care Um, You don't literally go and try to find someone who, you know, uh, who will basically be pleased with all your actions. Because doing that is going to make you exhausted. Because first and foremost, nothing you do is going to be totally okay with everybody. Jesus came eating and drinking and they called him a wine blibber and a glutton, basically an alcoholic and a, uh, a foodie. And then John the Baptist came and he had locusts um, and he would uh, wear camel's hair. And they said, you know, he, he's said evil things about both men because neither one would please their palate. They wanted somebody who would do what they felt was right for Israel and for the children of God. 
So that's a whole nother story for another day. But itching ears is a thing. People a lot of times surround themselves by people who make them feel better about themselves versus making them feel okay to fail. That sometimes it's okay to fail because you're working towards something that won't fail. Um, so there's a difference. There's a difference between someone coddling you and someone actually, uh, protecting your feelings and, and, and actually making you feel safe to admit when you made a mistake. So what I would say in admitting mistakes altogether, it's not easy. Both sides can agree. It's not easy for someone to tell you they made a mistake. And it's certainly not easy to be the person who hears that and just allows that person to exist in that space in the mistake they've made and let them clean up their own mess. Um, because if you have a heart like me where you want to try to fix things, I'm a fixer. Um, it can just get... It can get to a point where it's no longer allowing that person to have their free will to make mistakes, but you're taking away their right to be stupid or to be youthful or to be, you know, um, whatever, whatever the case may be that they're making mistakes, whatever's causing their mistakes, it just gives them, it just gives them clearer focus when you kind of allow them to know that they're loved and then give your advice if they solicit it and unsolicited advice. The reason I never got to that is because no one needs it if they don't ask for it. Um, you can share your experience. That's totally fine. But unsolicited advice, no, thank you. And I can't believe our time is already up. My God, I gotta do another one like that. But you guys, what do you think? Um, so that's all. And thank you. Until next time, let's chat. <laughs>